Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Carry On, brought to you by Nation's Finest, where our mission for the last 50 years has been to support America's military veterans and their families with a comprehensive approach to housing, health, and employment that helps them to achieve self-sufficiency and reach their full potential. If you or a veteran you know needs help, or if you'd like to donate, please visit nationsfinest.org or call 833-468-9676. Again, that's nationsfinest.org or call 833-468-9676. I'm your host, Mark Miller, Army Veteran and Communications Director for Nation's Finest. One of our guests today, Andre Jones, is a U.S. Army veteran who has lived in Yuba County, California for 12 years now. After getting an education and serving in the military, Mr. Jones became a pillar in his community by coaching football and softball for local high school and college students. He was also a limo driver for 30 years. But during the past year, Mr. Jones found himself homeless for the first time in his life. When he lost his house, it was a struggle to find housing due to recent fires in Northern California. Thankfully, he ended up getting connected with a case manager from Nation's Finest who arrived just in time to help him find a place to live. That case manager is Shelly Forbes, also here with us today. She works at the Nation's Finest Chico location for our SSVF, or Supportive Services for Veteran Families program, which provides case management to veterans and their families who are homeless or at risk of becoming homeless. Shelley befriended Mr. Jones, encouraged him, and helped him get approved for his own apartment that he's now living in. Shelley Forbes and Andre Jones, thank you both so much for joining us today on Carry On. Thank you for having us. Thank you. All right. Well, Andre, as, as one of our clients, could you tell us a little bit more about your time in service, your transition, and ultimately, what, what eventually brought you to Nation's Finest? All right. Well, as uh, far as my service, you know, I, uh, I grew up in Compton and, and uh, went to the service. I uh, was on tanks and uh, went to ranger school, jump school, all that good stuff, you know, jumping out of planes for no reason at all. Um, I got shot in the head, friendly fire. Uh, yeah, but I'm still here today. But um, I got six kids and nine grandkids, but uh, I was living here in Oliverhurst for 12 years, coaching. Um, I'm sorry if I get a little, you know, it's just, but anyway, uh, 12 years I was here and I thought I became a pillar of the community. I was coaching. I worked with every expelled kid in the district, right? And uh, I had lost my farm. I'm sorry, hold on, give me a second. But uh, oh, no, I lost my farm and uh, my kids graduated and I lost the farm because uh, of the owner. He wasn't supposed to rent the house to me. It was supposed to be condemned. And I did everything asked me. I served my country honorably, decorated. I got my education. I raised my kids. I just turned 54 on January 5th and I don't have a parking ticket. You know, and uh, but anyway, um, I, everything was lost. You know, I had two weeks to move after 12 years and they told me I had to take this cat to civil court. I didn't have the time or the means or the money to do that. 
I got to find a place to stay. So I had my, my RV. I had an RV I bought because I used to like to camp and fish. And um, I tried to get a motor in it. But anyway, um, I didn't know where to go. And um, a couple of people told me about, uh, you know, some places that will help you out. So um, I came down here and I met Shelly. And I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, I know a lot of people do their jobs, you know, but you could tell, I mean, I'm from the hood, you know, I could tell when somebody, you know, trying to blow smoke and I couldn't figure out why this lady kept bending over backwards, from me, you know, and oh, in between that time, me and my wife was living in, a, in my buddy's uh, backyard in my RV. She got tired after 17 years. She left me. She left and went to Hawaii where my daughter is. And um, I've been here for like four months by myself. First time I ever lived by myself. You know, I know how to cook and fend for myself, you know, all that. But, um, you know, that was just something that hit me. And then when Shelly found out about that, I mean, I don't know. It's like she like family, you know, I mean, total stranger. I've never met this lady before, you know. And I kept asking myself, why is she doing this? I didn't have people do stuff like that for me. I swear, I swear it down, it was a setup. Well, you know? <laughs> certainly not. And that, what you know, a difficult... I didn't know what it was, you know? And yeah, I mean, what, yeah. A, what a difficult time. It sounds like you were going through 12 years to say yeah, I mean, two weeks to relocate and then all the other challenges in there, even not. Well, uh, even after being jump qualified and being a ranger, that's that's a tough uh, tough order. So so glad you were able to get help, Shelly. I want to go over to you for a minute. What what went through your mind when you met Andre, and and what did you say to yourself? Hey, how how can how can I help in this situation? I felt really um, I felt really bad for Andre because Andre, you know, he come in and he is a very proud man. And a lot of my clients are already homeless when they come in. So when you have somebody coming in and they're losing everything all at one time and you're given two weeks to move out, you know, and it's the middle of COVID and he, Andre is a very good man and he has done a lot for the community of Oliver's with, you know, the kids and football and that. And when it came time, push come to shove, you know, everybody has an excuse why they can't help you come pack or move or those sorts of things. And most people go through that at times. Nobody wants to come load trucks all day, you know. And um, and I just kept telling him that everything was going to be all right. We would get it worked out. And Andre has this beautiful German Shepherd service dog that, you know, knows commands in German and all this other stuff. And then he has this beautiful little pit bull puppy you know, and those are his babies. And so, you know, sometimes it's hard to find housing, especially, you know, with all the Northern California fires and stuff. And I just kept trying to support him. And when he called and told me that his wife had left, my heart broke for him. And I can recall one conversation where Andre told me, I just want to hold my head up again. And I, that really touched my heart. And, um, I was sitting in my office in Chico trying not to cry as I'm on the phone with them. And I was like, everything is going to be okay. And 
I just kept trying and he found an apartment all on his own. And I called the realty property management ladies and I was like, girls, ladies, I've got you. I will do double deposits, whatever you need so I can get this gentleman in here. He's going to be a great tenant. And he has been. Can I say this? It's not just an apartment. It's a brand new container home. Yes. I'm the man. It looks like a bunker, a PG&E power plant building, whatever they want to call it. But yeah, and also my title, far as the youngsters, and I, I'm at Uber College now. I made it from the juniors all the way to the high school to junior college. And my title is the Utility Morale Discipline Outreach Coach. That's because I don't mind slapping a kid with a table. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, glad we were able to get you into better conditions there. And on such short notice, that that can be such a stressful time when you don't know where you're going next. And so glad you were able to find that. So, so Andre, can you tell us a little bit more uh, about what role Shelly played in, in this chapter of your life? And, and how did she help transform where your life was going at this point? I tell you one thing, everything monetary was handled was handled, you know, um, even even extensive paperwork. I hate writing. I didn't have to do none of that, you know, and then I could come in here stressed out and I can leave out of here, you know, knowing that it's going to be all right, you know, and then, I mean, don't get me granted. I mean, you know, you got to do some footwork, you know, I had to find a place, you know, and it, it seemed like impossible almost. To find a place, I'm like, why can't I find a place? And I got the money. I got people willing to pay. Now, if I didn't have a dime in my pocket, it'd probably been, you know, places pouring out the sky. But for that much, I mean, everything. I mean, she did everything for me. You know, Chai, both of them. You know, my VA rep there, man, that man, I got, I'm sorry, I got to give a shout out to him. I got to. You know, I mean, both of them. I mean, it's just, like I said, total stranger. You know, and my family, and I've been driving limousines 30 years. I drive to party buses and all that stuff, you know, so I got people in my face selling me dreams, you know, all the time. But when I came in here, you, I mean, you can't feel that. And even even though she lets you know, if she got to go and, you know, give you a little insight on where she come from, just to make you, you know, that she relate. I mean, that was right there, which I could tell anyway. But then when I came in, she reminded me of one of my aunties. She she nice is all outdoors, right? <laughs> but I wouldn't want to see the other side either, you know. Because I know <laughs> you know I know she probably was a pistol back in the day. <laughs> so she she helped get everything put together with you along with the along with your VA rep. But you you wouldn't want to cross her. <laughs> no, pretty much. No, now I'm a big dude, you know. You know how you can read people sometimes, you know. I mean, she's sweet as pie, but cross <laughs> you know. So but I'm just I just I don't I don't sugarcoat nothing, man. That's just like my players, you know. I tell them, you know, hey, we gotta be real with each other, you know. And I mean, that's the thing about it. See, nowadays you gotta earn people's trust. You gotta earn their trust. And, Me, I'm old school. I'm gonna put you up here and you gotta lose points with me. Right. You know, and that's the way Shelly is. I mean, she come in, she gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. But if she come in here and you know, she know you blowing smoke up her, you know, hey, she gonna let you know. Well, it certainly sounds like uh, 
certainly sounds like she was more action than talk. Yeah, man. Hey, that's so much. You're going to mess around and run out of tape messing with me. <laughs> I just, um, I grew up very poor and I did not have very good role models in my life. And um, at one point in my life, I was homeless with two children and um, everybody I'd ever helped, nobody was there for me. And so um, I've worked case management for almost 20 years in different capacities. I did drug and alcohol for 16 years. And I will tell you, um, I love my job. I love working with veterans. I, I don't think there should be any veteran who is homeless in, this, in the, all of the United States. I do come from a Navy background somewhat. I have a brother in um, Hawaii. He's a, a brother-in-law who's a chief petty officer now. And um, I'm going to Hawaii to see my sister someday. So that's awesome because I've never been there. And um, I just love what I do. And if you're willing to do what you need to do, I'm going to go to bat for you 120%. And I will try to make it work. Shelly, that's absolutely amazing that you rose from the level of being homeless yourself with two kids to, in, instead of having a chip on your shoulder about that, saying you want to help others avoid the same experiences you had, or at least get out of that world. Right. Well, you know, today in today's society, you know, um, let's keep it real. Social Security does not pay our veterans or doesn't pay anybody enough to to, to you know, to flourish in life, you know. And so there's a lot to be said for um, the head bash program through the VA, you know, and the fact that you're not on a two-year lottery wait list for a Section 8 voucher. That is amazing. I never knew head bash existed until I came to work for Nation's Finest. And I try to help everybody navigate that. And I'm very fortunate that I work in the Yuba, Sutter, Calusa counties because um, my um, my head bash case manager, Chai Tao, we have a great working relationship. I trust him. He trusts me. And we just do what we got to do. Well, Shelly, that dovetails right into my next question for you. Could you tell us in, in simplest terms for for those in the audience who may not know all the acronyms, could you tell us a little bit more about the programs and services offered at Nation's Finest for people who are in a similar situation to Andre's? So when, so, so when somebody on the street asks me, what do you do for a living? I tell them I work for a nonprofit organization called Nation's Finest, and we work with homeless or at risk of homelessness, um, lower income veterans. And we help with back rent. We help with first month's rent and deposits. We help with back PG&E. We will place you into emergency housing at a local motel if you are elderly or you're, you know, you are susceptible to whatever out there in the world. And with COVID, you know, we've had a lot. It's a shame. I have a lot of elderly veterans that are, I have a veteran who's 83 years old that it was living in a dilapidated RV and it was snowing and he will be in housing in a month as soon as his housing is ready. So um, we do everything from PG&E. We can help with um, 
car repairs to some extent, you know, if you're, um, if you don't have the 35, 40, $50 or whatever they want for an application fee, we can help pay up to three of your application fees. We are even willing at times to pay double the deposit to show proof that our veterans are going to be good tenants. And so part of my job is building rapport and relationships with property managers. And I placed somebody last July and the property management lady got a hold of me yesterday and said, I have two upcoming openings. And I was like, yay, because it's hard to, you know, get people to be willing to work. And in the last month, I found a couple property managers that are more than willing to work with us. We also have a program called Shallow Subsidy. So if you are working and you're already stably housed, but you're having some issues, it is up to a two-year program and they'll pay up to 50% of your rent. So in that regard, that program is helping you build a nest egg. If you're doing things right, get on your feet better, be able to take be able to go buy your child a pair of shoes. You know, when you got kids, you know, and you're robbing Peter to pay Paul and trying to make this rent, you know, and you're struggling and you don't know about Nation's Finest and the shallow subsidy program or our other program, you pay rent and your kids wear, you know, old shoes or whatever, Goodwill shoes or whatever. And, you know, kids want to go to school with new shoes. And as a parent, I have been in those predicaments. Am I paying this bill or am I buying shoes or a happy meal even, you know, so money's tight for everyone, but this organization helps navigate those things and we help create budgets for our clients. So, you know, and I'll keep a client an extra 90 days to make sure that they can maintain their stable housing on their own in case they need a little help along the way. So what I'm hearing you say is if you're homeless, we can help. But if you're at risk of becoming homeless or if you're just having trouble making ends meet, you're essentially saying, give us a call. Yeah. I mean, you have to have like a three day pay or quit notice or an eviction notice. Let's get you in when you have a three day pay or quit so I can help you pay that rent so you don't lose your housing. Then I can have you get enrolled into shallow subsidy or whatever we need to do to help you so that you can maintain your standing in the community, build yourself up and feel like a productive member of society. Without getting knocked off your horse, getting evicted, whatever. And that's where Andre was. Andre, you know, after his wife left him, he was, I could tell the difference in him. He's always really upbeat and, you know, joking and trying to make you laugh. And I would call him or he would call me and check in and I'd be like, hey, what's going on? And for a couple of times, it's all nothing. I'm just not feeling it. And finally, I was like, dude. You need to tell me what's happening. I can't help you. And he broke it down and told me that his wife left. And I was like, honestly, I said, damn, I am so sorry. You know, well, what can I do? And he's all, I just want to hold my head up again. So me and Chai got in here and he had a voucher and couldn't find a place. And that voucher expired. And then he found the place and Chai Tao from the Head Bash VA team he got him his voucher back and now he pays his own rent and it's subsidized and it's a cute little place. I've walked through it. 
Um, he got the property management ladies even gave him a little Christmas tree. We chicken Thanksgiving turkeys. I, I'm able to do what's called GHSA, which is general housing stuff. And I got him pots and pans and asked him what color he wanted. I got him a match, a bed set oh, from man, mattress firm. Bad. He was sleeping on an air mattress and he's a big guy. He's at least six foot. You six know, five. six five, an air mattress is not the business, you know. No, and, not, um, not gonna work. And I know that he was just grateful to have a house, not be in the RV, be able to take a shower. Those are things that people take for granted. And sometimes you can't take that for granted because people that live paycheck to paycheck or on a monthly based income, you do, sometimes you don't know how it's That's... gonna play out. Absolutely right. And and so glad, Andre, we were able to help you in your situation. And, and, and Shelly, you make a great point there about that dignity, being able to hold your head up to get on your feet and uh, and keep moving on. So so Andre, in, in that vein, you know, you you were a ranger. I, I always I, I was not I never I never made it to that level. But um, I, I always heard you guys saying rangers lead the way. So Whoa. Andre. Andre, what I'm going to ask you to do here is lead the way and speak to our audience. What do you want to tell our fellow veterans who may be facing similar struggles with homelessness or, or just financial issues uh, that are that are listening today? Well, I know it's a lot of cats out there, you know, especially if they're military, you know, ex-military. They got, uh, you know, a lot of proud people, you know, and I'm proud. But, uh, oh, and if you tell my players I was crying, I'll deny it. But anyway, uh Yes, yeah, it's, it's, you know, these people are real. And I ask myself all the time, why? Why are they doing this to me? They don't know me. Why are they doing this? Right? But today, sitting here, I just answered that question myself. I bet every single one of your employees or people that work for Nations Climate got their own reason they do it. You know, everybody's reason is not the same. You know, I mean, I could have came in here and Shelly could have grew up with a silver spoon in her mouth. She probably wouldn't have been able to relate. I don't know. You know, I mean, you got different levels like that. But, I mean, these people real. I mean, not only did I get a place, a brand new place, mahogany hardwood floors, marble counters. The owner bought me a washer and dryer. Like she said, the management company gave me a, a Christmas tree. Shelly broke. Uh, I mean, everything I got out there, I got land. I got two ponds on the other side of my house, you know, and I fish there almost every day, me and my dogs. And I mean, it's it, they for real. I mean, you just got to you got to be honest. You can't come in there and think you're going to blow smoke because they can't help you that way. You know, you got to tell them, you know, what's up front. It's going to be some things you don't want to, you know, say you're going to be embarrassed of, but two tears in the bucket. You got to get up out of that hole. And I mean, to this day, I still don't believe it. I mean, you know, I'm not optimistic, but, and I try to stay motivated and positive. And, um, but every day I'm waiting for a reason for something to just come and swipe it. It's not going to happen. You know, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, I like to say this, you know, this ain't no commercial, none of this I'm doing. They ain't paying me nothing. Well, they done did enough for me already, you know? And I just, I don't know. And they still, she still do things, you know? 
she still called me even though you know my case might be closed down by now i don't no, know almost you know but she still holler at me you know call check on me you know and i don't know i mean it feels here i am everybody like me you know coach jones this that and the other but and i know a lot of people and a lot of people know me you know and that, just like i tell them it's four people to me <laughs> you got that sounded strange you got mr jones you got andre jones limo dre you got coach jones and can none of them people meet each other it'll be a disaster but um on the real though man whoever listening to me out there if you do need help i mean they there for you they there for you now I, I, I mean that i mean that from the bottom of my heart you know and uh like i said if uh if you don't believe me you can come holler at me i'll show you where i've been and where i'm coming from and where i'm at but you know I'm hey. so i'm so glad to hear you say that andre a lot of a lot of veterans it is hard to admit when you're having a hard time when you might need some help we are proud folks and uh sometimes it's hard to admit hey i, I might need a little boost here those resources are there and and you've earned them through your service and uh and we owe you that as as a community, as a country, right. and, uh, and and to all the other veterans out there, you you heard it from Andre, not us. Uh, we're we're the real deal. We can help you out, and uh, and strangers can extend a helping hand and really care about each other. Yeah. So, thank you so much for sharing your story, Andre. Shelley, thank, thank you so much for for sharing your story and being here with us today. Really appreciate both of you. Thank you very much, you. Mark. Can I say this too? I tell my players, um, you know, when they're on the field to stay as one, right? I tell them, I say, uh, am I my brother's keeper? And they say, yes, I am. And I just want to say, you guys are definitely my brother's keeper. Aw. Thank you. We, we are absolutely our brother's keeper here for 50 years now, then, now, and always. Thank you. And like we I said, are, I, if you tell them I was crying, I'm going to deny it. <laughs> we'll we'll keep it between us and our in our podcast audience. Don't don't let them see this. No. <laughs> Andre Shelley, thank you both so much. Thank you. Thanks again. I mean, a million times over. You know, and uh, tell everybody else that do the same thing. This angel right here too. I said thank you. And thank you to all of you who joined us today. We'll be back next week discussing issues relevant to veterans and those who care about them. If you liked what you heard today, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you again for joining us, and as always, carry on.